Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Thank you so, so much for joining us again, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Wallace, and I am so pleased to have my good friend, Chris Strub, with us today. How are you doing today, Chris? Outstanding, Brian. It's great to hear from you. Same here. And apologies if there's any weirdo background music or anything like that. I'm in the middle of traveling, but Chris and I said, you know what, we're going to hit this date and we're going to do it. And we only have 15 minutes to the show. So if you want more about that, just find it online later. So we're going to dig right into it. For those of you who don't know Chris Strub, I guess you don't spend any time looking at anything in the live stream universe out there because Chris is the first person to live stream and Snapchat in all 50 states. He's the author of 50 States, 100 Days, the book, and the CEO of I Am Here, and in my opinion, is one of the best examples of the future of leadership. Most people think that you have to beat your chest and be type A and hard charging and all this motivational crap. But Chris is a truly incredible person with heart. Part of what he does all over the country and really all over the world is just to endlessly give. He tries so hard to reach out to all sorts of nonprofits and really make a difference and lead by example. So he'll sit there and lay the bricks and do everything. I found his books and just meeting him in person and engaging with him just tremendously. And I thought you all would really enjoy a conversation between myself and him. And as you all know, the purpose of this is to further where Chris is going. So Chris is a wonderful keynote speaker, but at the same time, he's driving Ubers and working at Sbarro's. And that's what leaders do. They don't stop what they're doing to let their dream thrive. And I'd love for us to dive right into that, Chris, to see how we can help you really jump ahead to that next stage. Yeah, for sure. You know, this, this starving artist phenomenon is real and, uh, I'm really, really excited and grateful for people like you, Brian, in this space, um, who are there to help support, uh, those of us who are trying to, to get to that more successful, uh, platform. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely, man. So like you and I have chatted about before, you know, I love your 50 States book. I turn to it often. I really am a big admirer of your work. And at the same time, I think you're such an underappreciated voice out there to the universe, because if you're going to travel to all these states and not have sponsorship and have to sleep in your car sometimes, again, I truly respect the ability to stop at nothing to really make that mission happen. But I, I mean, I feel for you. And I think that you should be financially supported by more people, more organizations should support you. And I want us to really dig into some specific things. So I know you have a movie coming out. And we should probably get into that as well. But tell us all about the also and about the day of giving stuff, because I think that we really should triangulate around these points. Yeah. So the uh, and I'm sorry if there's a little bit of a connection issue here, uh, but, um, you know, the the giving day uh, concept is something that I've really tried to zero in on over the last uh, few months. Um, I had a chance to work uh, right down the road from Cincinnati there in Louisville, Kentucky with Give for Good Louisville, which is a 24-hour online day of giving. And a lot of people uh, know Giving Tuesday. I know we're, co- we're recording just a week after Giving Tuesday. But a lot of people around the country may, may not be familiar with the concept of local giving days. So uh, in states from coast to coast, um, communities come together at different points during the year to uh, collectively raise funds 
for nonprofits um, on a in a specific 24-hour period. And for me, Brian, this focus on, on giving days has been an evolution of my approach over the last few years. You know, you mentioned 50 states, 100 days, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, but that didn't really have a great business objective behind it, right? My goal there was to visit 50, visit nonprofits and live stream and Snapchat in all 50 US states. Um, but on day 101, there was a lot of uh, dead air and there was a lot of uh, questions to be had about what really that business model looked like. And that was my own fault. And so over the last three plus years, uh, I've really tried to embrace the, the learnings that I've picked up on from other leaders in the space like Owen Hemsath, Brian Fanzo, uh, you know, and so many of these uh, thought leaders uh, to be able to mold uh, my passion and my energy into something that's actually a sustainable business model like the Giving Day Guy. Absolutely, man. And I think the sustainable business model is something we really need to put some focus and attention on. So I remember through the trials and tribulations of your book, it's very difficult state by state, city by city to talk to convention bureaus, to talk to specific agencies that can help you, support you, let you visit. And um, yeah, I think that it's, it's definitely worth focusing on that because I think if, the more that you could charge a lot more to get keynotes to fund this dream, the more that you can get nonprofits to sponsor you and the more that people could donate both their time and their money and their social reach. I think that could help you tremendously. So let's try to figure out some ways to make that happen because yeah, you're the one man band, but what are things that we can focus on to dive in there? Have you given that some more thought? Well, I, you know, I think Brian, the key for me has been, you know, 50 states, hundred days was, was based on a set of 100 random days in 2015 where, you know, I showed up and I was kind of the, the, the magic and, uh, you know, the theoretical money, so to speak, uh, you know, now spinning it on its head, I'm really focused on trying to find where those days already exist in, uh, communities. Uh, you know, like I mentioned Louisville and I'll be working the, the big give 2019 in San Antonio. So for me, it's been a total shift in uh, understanding not just what's valuable for me, but where the value lies for these communities, right? So for me to be, to, to show up and randomly volunteer uh, at a boys and girls club in Texas in the middle of August is great. But if I show up in uh, late March in Texas and am there to be present for the big give, uh, now that, that value uh, that I can deliver is multiplied uh, infinitely and I'm able to actually apply my skill set uh, to where uh, all of that attention already is and not just trying to create something, uh, you know, abracadabra out of midair. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been very interesting trying to, uh, reshape the business model. Um, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. Um, but it's, and it's, it's a process that takes time. I know that can be frustrating if you're watching from a distance, but, um, again, it's that belief in your mind, uh, in what you do and the power of, uh, not just storytelling, but the, the social media community coming together and supporting people, uh, and their dreams, uh, just like you, Brian. Well, thanks, man. So I think you've hit it on the head. It's definitely better as opposed to you just randomly going to different places because they're not ready for you. They're, they don't have the media attention. They don't have the reach. They don't have the support. So your efforts, while noble and wonderful, are just a, a lot of times fall on deaf ears. The place could be closed. There's a million things that could go wrong as opposed to here completely changing the model around 
rather than it revolving around you at arbitrary dates, you're focusing intentionally on specific dates, which is great. So I guess the, the place to take this conversation from here is how do we find more of these dates and how do we find more organizations to find you. You need to be the top of mind guy when it comes to this. Not all keynote speakers are the same. So like you said, you know, Owen Video, Brian Fanzo are very, very different voices from you and somewhat different from each other. So a, an organization that would want you over Brian or Owen, you would be a much better fit for some things where you would not be in at all a fit for other types of places that they have center stage, right? Yeah, and I think, Brian, uh, that no matter uh, how good you are, uh, and this is, uh, again, another lesson that's been learned over years and years, and, and we all learn this as we get older, um, that growth is a process and it takes time. And I don't know that I would have uh, embraced that same thought process three or four years ago, you know, when, especially when you see so many of these younger creators. You know, I just saw on television yesterday that the most profitable YouTuber in the world is, uh, you know, a little kid who is testing out uh, toys and products. And that can give people the impression uh, that you have the opportunity to skip to the front of the line, so to speak, or to uh, accelerate uh, to uh, the top of your field without putting in the hard work. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, it's it's every conversation, every event that you attend, every uh, hallway business card that you exchange really does matter, you know, that you're developing those relationships. And you and I have known each other uh, for years. And this is the, the most in-depth, uh, really, that we've had a chance to uh, talk about, at least my situation. Um, you know, so sometimes, like I said, those relationships uh, can come up and they can blossom uh, at times that uh, you might not expect. Um, but uh, you you have to ha be patient and you have to be able to um, keep an eye out for when those uh, those big opportunities do arise. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm perpetually ready. You know, I've felt like I've been ready for a few years, but you know, maybe 2019, maybe it's 2020. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks all the time about uh, how he uh, one of his proudest uh, virtues is uh, that he thinks he's the most patient man in the business. And I always like to throw in there, like, hey, Gary, I'm coming for you because uh, there's a lot of people out there who feel like um, you know, I have success in my future and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sick of waiting too. So, uh, I, I'm ready. Uh, but I, I do understand that, that these things do take time. I hear you, man. And what's funny on our intimate conversation that we're just sharing with the world, for those of you who are listening, we're both New Yorkers. We both went to Binghamton University and we both lived in Louisville, Kentucky. But we still, at all of those moments, just kind of missed each other because we're not the same age, same yeah. time and place. So it's pretty funny. I agree with you about Gary Vaynerchuk. He always talks about being super freaking tortoise. He might use a different F word, but we're not doing that on this show. <laughs> I think, dude... Yeah. Family Absolutely. Uh, kids should be listening to this as they should. Every kid who's 17 years old that you think is making it big probably worked like crazy for five years at least. So nobody gets to the top without help, support, and learning a lot of lessons through wisdom over time. And man, I think if the world saw you the way that I saw you, I think you're ready now. I don't think you need 2019. I don't think you need 2020. I think that just your storytelling along with the journey is great. I know that I always kind of see you pop up here and there on all sorts of Facebook lives. How about, let's talk about LinkedIn a little bit. How have you been leveraging that? Because I feel like that is such a business playground. If you think about the way people in business interact in social media, 
a lot of them aren't allowed to use social media for work, right? There could be social media policies not allowing them to be on Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, but almost all of them will allow you to be on LinkedIn and therefore they're content consumers. And really every line and size and shape of business is in there. I would say we should spend the next three minutes talking about that and also talking about press, not just from a local level, but from a national social good, social giving kind of level, I think are really two areas of key focus for you. What do you think about that? All right. Let's jump into it. So when you talk about LinkedIn, uh, I've really tried to lately uh, create more videos that are uh, created exclusively and, and purposefully for LinkedIn. You know, when you talk about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what makes those social networks uh, both so special and uh, so appealing for consumers is that video first and that camera first, as Chelsea Pites would say, approach. And on LinkedIn, it's never been camera first. It's always been text first, you know, and the changes that have happened on LinkedIn over the last year where you can send gifts and emojis and uh, more importantly, post video. And I know there's a lot of us out there in the space that are waiting for LinkedIn to introduce a live streaming video option as well. You know, when you say, Chris, I've seen you on Facebook Live on all these different shows and everything. Um, yeah, that's the value, right? Is your appearance and getting known uh, through video. You and I know each other well because we see each other's faces. We understand our, our tonality and, and our uh, approach uh, in real life without being together together in real life. So for me, it's about leveraging video on LinkedIn. I know, I know I'm not the first to say that. And I also need to be doing more. From a press perspective, Brian, I hear you as well. 50 States, 100 Days was a big press opportunity. I also worked last year with the Salvation Army on the Fight for Good Tour, a 25-state road trip. Um, press is huge. And I've been in contact with a couple of PR people. Again, it's a matter of understanding when and where and in whom to invest literally, um, You know, because press is a uh, an investment sometimes of funding and uh, that can be tough and it's a matter of the chicken of the egg right like you got to get the contract to get the money in the door to be able to reback reinvest in your business that's the stage that I'm at right now one or two more contracts and I feel like I can really invest more in uh, a, a PR strategy uh, and maybe in a, a you know having a publicist help out that sort of thing but um, it's all right there on the doorstep Brian and it's because of it all come it all roots back to relationships like the one that you and I have over the years Absolutely. So in our closing thoughts for the last minute here, I would say on video, I really haven't seen your LinkedIn video. I'm going to investigate that some more. I would make sure to add captions to the video, which you can always upload it to YouTube, get the instant automated captions or do your own captions. And as you're uploading it from the desktop, they give you an option to do closed captions now. I found with my friends that makes a tremendous difference. As far as press... Press doesn't just have to be PR. I think just on the leveraging your network, Chris, because a lot of people love you, I would say, hey, everybody, I don't know if you realize, but now I'm doing these nationally recognized things. Is there anybody in the press that would just be interested in this and this social good thing? So I really think that's the way to go. And that's all the time we've got for today. So Chris, thank you so much for making the time. It's been such a pleasure, man. I wish you all the best. Brian, back at you. Travel safe and we'll talk again soon, okay?